0: Welcome to Marriage
1: is Simply, a podcast. I'm your host, Lee Brewer.
0: And I'm your host, Emily Brewer.
1: Today on Marriage is Simply, we talk about preventing divorce.
0: And after you listen to this podcast, head on over to our website, MarriageisSimply.com to check out our blog. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all under our account name, Marriage is Simply. Make sure you check that out.
1: In our last episode, we discussed boosting morale at home.
0: We gave you several ideas and examples from our own marriage on how you can put a little more fun and intimacy back into your marriage just by doing a few simple things. If you haven't, go back and listen to that podcast because every marriage needs to keep being refreshed with love and laughter. And we have a winner. Do-do!
1: Yay! Over the last two podcasts, we asked you to listen to episode eight and count the word of the day. What was the word of the day? Intentional. That's right. It was intentional because we believe in that word strongly in our marriage. And if you counted how many times we said the word intentional in the podcast and sent us a message, you would win a Starbucks card so you and your spouse could have a little Starbucks coffee date.
0: And we were talking big money, $25.
1: $25 gift card to Starbucks. And we have a winner. And the winner is...
0: Katie from Kentucky. So
1: congratulations, Katie from Kentucky. You and your spouse can go and hang out, have a latte on us, and we thank you a latte for listening and participating.
0: And congratulations, you guys are about to hit your first wedding anniversary.
1: Yes, yes, we found out that they're about to have one year in the books, so congratulations on that as well.
0: Congrats, guys.
1: Also, at the end of the podcast, there's a special announcement regarding marriages Simply, so stay tuned until the end to hear what the future holds for marriages Simply. And now... On to today's topic, preventing divorce. So Emily, why is this an important topic?
0: I think this topic is the reason you and I wanted to start this. Divorce. Divorce is scary. Divorce is real life. And divorce is what you want to avoid. So we need to talk about it.
1: Yeah, this is heavy.
0: It's what you don't want to happen.
1: And so we want to make sure that we can give every effort to helping you guys, our listeners, understand. There is a way through this without divorce. Now, there's a lot of topics we can bring into this one when we're talking about preventing divorce, but we want to give some ways that maybe you and your spouse could come together and have a moment, have a prolonged period of time where you work on preventing divorce.
0: With that in mind, we've got a couple of topics that we want to hit on today. Now, some of them are going to come from our previous episodes, but everything has led up to this, to this podcast to today's episode. So our first topic is
1: remove it as an option. Removing divorce in the com- from the conversation I believe is very important. Do not hold that over each other constantly. Just remove it from your mind as an option.
0: If you know that it's not an option, then you're never going to go there. Just like I know winning an Olympic gold medal is not an option for me. I'm not I'm not going to do it. It's it's not going to happen. Therefore, I can remove that from my thought process, just like divorce. When you enter into a marriage or from this day forward, just say, nope, we're not going to get a divorce, so we better do something else to make this work.
1: It begins in the mind, the thought process. When you think it, you begin to make it an option. So let's stop thinking about it, remove it as an option.
0: Okay, so we removed, we've we removed it as an option, so that's it. I mean, it's not an option, so therefore we don't have to do anything else, though?
1: Done. We're just done.
0: If only it were that easy. Yes. So our next one is have realistic expectations.
1: I believe one of the biggest problems in any of our marriages is expectations. In fact, I'll give you a real life, real time moment as we're recording. Emily and I just had a conversation where we had to stop discussing the script, discussing the topic, discussing things and talk about the expectations for each other. We were getting frustrated about something, and it was because I expected her to do something, focus in a way, and respond in a way, and she expected me to let her respond how she wanted to respond, and we both had different expectations in the moment. And what happened was we found ourselves getting frustrated with each other, being at odds with each other, and we just had to call a timeout and work through that before we could proceed forward.
0: You know I love fairy tales. I love Disney, not a paid sponsor. I love the happily ever after. And growing up, we see these things and we think, "Oh, this is this is how it must be." But life is not a fairy tale. Marriage is not a fairy tale. I'm not a princess and you're not prince charming, and that's okay. We just have to have real expectations. No no one in your marriage is a mind reader, at least I don't think they are. So they don't know how you feel about things. They don't know that you expect these things, but also you can't hold someone at a standard that they're not going to ever be able to reach. Yes, we want a perfect house. We want our children to behave perfectly. We want to have way more money than months every month. We want all these things, but that's not always realistic. Problems are going to come up. Things are going to happen. So how do you get past that? You do number three, you talk. So we've got remove divorce as an option, have realistic expectations, and number three, you talk.
1: You have to take time to express in words what you think, what you expect, and what you want. There's so many times that we just brood. We let things fester and we just hold things against our spouse. When if we sat down face to face, took some time and talked it out. We might could come to a resolution.
0: And this is harder for men. How many times do I call you broody? I'll say, you're being broody brody. And you're like, <laughs> no, I'm not. You are. And I think sometimes you don't even realize it. But I'll stop you and say, talk to me. And usually I have to say, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Till I drive you insane. But finally, it comes out. Maybe it explodes. Maybe you just open up and talk. But... If I feel a certain way, just because I'm feeling something so strongly, that doesn't mean that my spouse is feeling that way. But more importantly, that doesn't mean my spouse has any idea that I feel the way that I feel.
1: You know, early on in our marriage, I wanted to talk everything out right away. Emily would be upset. I would immediately go to her. What's wrong? What did I do wrong? Let's talk this out. And I would almost force this conversation to pull it all out. Let's go ahead and get it on the table. And she did not want to talk about it. Well, somewhere over the years, at some point, I begin to draw back on the conversation and say, you know, I don't want to address this right away. I don't want to talk about it right now. And she's the one that now steps in and says, come on, we need to talk about this more. We need to work this out. And so we began to shift in our relationship over the years. And now we've been talking and looking at this pattern of the shifting and realizing, I think what we're doing is balancing. And it took 15 years, (laughs) but I think from going in one direction and then swinging all the way to the other direction, the pendulum is kind of coming back and forth so that we can create a balance.
0: And to combine two of our topics today, I can't talk about things immediately. I have to have time to process, to get my thoughts together. So wanting me to talk about something immediately is not a realistic expectation, but we had to figure those things out. And we couldn't figure them out if we just ignored issues, if we didn't talk about it, and if we didn't know the way the other person's mind operates. And now that we know that, we can love each other better. We can even argue better. Our marriage is better. And one of the things that we did to learn each other better to learn each other's love languages.
1: If you go back to episode two, we did a whole podcast on using your love languages and knowing each other's love languages. And we think this is very, very important. Now, love language to recap is is a system of knowing what makes you feel love and what you do to show love. And Dr. Gary Chapman came up with it. It's a book, it's a resource. And you can go to our website, click on the resource tab, And it'll give you the love language assessment that you could take for free, find out your love language, and you can start doing that with your spouse. And what you do is you find this out and you utilize this to let your spouse know they are loved. You do what they need from you. So many times I show my wife love in the way that I'm comfortable showing her love. And she may not receive that the way I think she should. But if I know what makes her feel loved, I can just go do that. even if. That's not my greatest gift. For example, what is your love language?
0: I love words of affirmation and also quality time.
1: Well, I am not very good at words of affirmation, finding something to encourage her with. In fact, I would come in and find what we need to do better, and immediately she is down because I have criticized, I have revealed what is not as good as it could be. But what I had to work on and am constantly working on is giving her the moment where I build her up. I say the things she needs to hear. Not a lie. I'm not lying to her. I work on me finding something positive I can say about her. And when I do that, she knows I've noticed and she knows I love.
0: So using these love languages is important. It it may feel silly at first, but you learn how to implement them into your marriage and it becomes more of a habit. Showing the other person love is important. And when you're feeling unloved... I think it's important to show the other person love, speak their love language, because then they're going to reciprocate that. It's just such a beautiful thing to understand each other a little bit better.
1: So use the love languages. There's other tools other than the five love languages, uh, such as the Enneagram. We we really enjoy the Enneagram. I'm a a three, by the way. And I'm a two. We're going to do a podcast on that eventually. Yes, for sure. (laughs) Um, And so you can use the Enneagram. You can even use the DISC assessment, Myers-Briggs, any of those personality tools that you might have a history with, you you could use those things and compile the data if you need to about your spouse and how you can relate to them and love them. So, uh so all right, let's get back to the topic here of preventing divorce. Now, to prevent divorce, we think you should just remove it as an option. Number 2, you need to have realistic expectations of each other. 3, you need to talk it out. 4, Use your love language.
0: And number five, don't assume your marriage will end. Now, this may sound a lot like number one, but it's a little different. If you listen to episode five about myths and marriage, you'll know that we talked about 50% of marriages end in divorce. So don't go into your marriage thinking, oh, well, this is doomed, but we'll just see how long it lasts. A if coin you, flip. Yes. If you go in with that attitude, there's a good chance, yeah, it, it, it's going to end.
1: But, you know, they say you are what you think you are. And there might be some truth to that, but I think there is some truth in your marriage. If you think your marriage is just going to end or there's a good possibility this just isn't going to work out, then you're going to find reasons for it not to work out. I think you need to think your marriage will last. We need to start thinking our marriage will make it. And don't assume that your marriage will end.
0: You've got to look, I mean, it's glass half full, glass half empty. You got to look at it as half full. Marriage is hard as it is, but if you go in just doom and gloom, that's not going to help anyone. So, next, number one, let's review real fast. Number one, remove divorce as an option. Number two, have realistic expectations. Number three, talk to your spouse. Number four, use your love languages. Number five, don't assume your marriage will end.
1: And number six, prioritize your relationship. There there are a number of things that you can do to prioritize your relationship, but you have to start with your mind. My relationship is going to be a priority. My marriage is going to be prioritized in my time and my effort and my intentionality.
0: How you do this is, again, we've talked about this in our some of our previous episodes. You need to get away together. Maybe it's a long trip or maybe it's just a date. Go out on a date with your spouse.
1: Date your spouse.
0: In your language that you use with each other. You need to say things like, I will make this marriage work. We are going to get through this and ask questions. What can I do to be a better spouse? By saying these things and asking these things, you're prioritizing your relationship by making it the most important thing to you.
1: If you prioritize your re- your relationship, your marriage, you're not going to walk into the room and start telling your spouse how to change. And you're not going to start telling your spouse what you want. I think you need to go in and start asking the questions. What do you need from me? What can I do to be better? Where do you think I need to change? And listen, in fact, Emily has said this recently, I can have a steel exterior where she comes and tries to say, Hey, why don't you be this or more flexible or, or, or whatever she sees in me that I need to change. And I have this I'm not going to change kind of mentality. And I do need to consider what do I need to do to change so that she can get the spouse she's always wanted. And in return, she has to ask those same questions.
0: You know, and speaking of asking questions, you said something where you said, don't go to your spouse and say, you need to do this. This has to be this way. And that leads us to our next point. That kind of talking and that kind of thinking makes your spouse your enemy.
1: Hmm.
0: Your spouse is not your enemy. Nope. If you see your spouse as your enemy, you will always be at war.
1: Ooh, that's good. Say that again.
0: If you see your spouse as your enemy, you will always be at war.
1: I hope y'all heard that in the back. If you see your spouse as your enemy, you will always be at war.
0: Your home is not a battlefield. When you come home from work every day or when you wake up every morning, you shouldn't think, oh, here we go again. I don't want to be here. Like we've said before, your home needs to be a peaceful place. It's... You're, you don't have to fight about everything and you need to figure out why you're fighting and you need to do some inner reflection to figure out why you're unhappy. Just because you're unhappy, it doesn't automatically mean it's your spouse's fault. Because again, your spouse is not
1: your enemy. So let's review. Number one, remove divorce as an option from your vocabulary, from your thinking. Number two, have realistic expectations in your marriage. Number three, talk. Number four, use your love languages. Number five, don't assume your marriage is going to end. Number six, prioritize your relationship. Number seven, your spouse is not your enemy.
0: And number eight, a counselor or pastor should not be your very last resort. You shouldn't think, well, my marriage is great. We don't need marriage counseling. A lot of marriage experts and a lot of pastors and other podcasters and bloggers that we follow suggest going to counseling as a regular part of, of your marriage, not just when things are bad. And we recommend a reputable and trusted pastor of a local Bible believing church or a Christian counselor for you to sit down and talk to.
1: There there's other ways that you can get help in a counseling pastoral kind of way that's a little bit less personal. Like going to a marriage conference. In COVID season and in the pandemic we've come through, there's been very few large gatherings, marriage conferences that have been offered. But we're hoping that more marriage conferences will start happening, will come back to some kind of degree. Because we really believe that that could help so many people. Little getaways, one or two nights at a church, one or two nights at a community center, whatever these events have looked like. We believe that they could help lots of people. So if you're saying, I don't want to sit down one-on-one with a counselor or a pastor, find a group that you can belong to that will help you through these. Now, we would love for you to sit down with a pastor or a counselor that you can trust, pour your heart into, and they can mediate for you. But if you need to belong to a group, that'll lead us to our number nine point here. So let's recap all the way up to our last point.
0: Number one, remove divorce as an option. Number two, have realistic expectations in your marriage. Number three, talk to each other. Number four, use your love languages. Number five, don't assume your marriage will end. Number six, prioritize your relationship. Number seven, your spouse is not your enemy. Number eight, a counselor or pastor should not be your last resort. And lastly, faith. Now, Lee just said, if you need to belong to a group, that brings us to number nine. We believe you need to belong to a group. And this is the group that we believe you should belong to. Faith is a huge part of our life. It is it is the reason that our marriage has succeeded. Our faith in Jesus Christ, our relationship with our Lord, our involvement in a local church, our attendance to where other godly couples can wrap their arms around us and set examples for us and pray for us. This is important. This is huge in your marriage.
1: We've been mentored by a number of wonderful men and women who've had lasting marriages and a lot of them don't even know that they mentored us. We just wanted to draw close to them. And one thing we found is that the men and women who have the best marriages, in our opinion, have the strongest relationships with God.
0: So fate is important. It's huge. It's vital. It's necessary.
1: And we believe that if you are facing divorce, if that is coming into your mind, that your marriage may end, it may not last, then you need to stop and evaluate, where is my life? Where is my life in relation to a creator God? Where is my life in relation to a biblical perspective of who Jesus is and what he's done for our lives? And we've taken that that moment to stop and think that through and think that through for our marriage and what that means for our marriage. And we are here today because we believe that that is the foundation of why we will succeed in marriage and why we will last until death do us part. And it's because of our faith.
0: So guys, listen. If there's one thing that you get out of our first season here, it's marriage is simply not giving up. Do what it takes. Make it work. With that being said, if you guys need to talk to someone, if you want to send us a joke, if you want to send us a highlight from your marriage, a story, anything like that, from from what you've heard this first season or just... Something random. We're always here. Send us an email with whatever you connected with today or throughout our season to lee at com or emily at com or on one of our social media pages. We want to hear from you. We want to know.
1: And since you said we want to know, that means it's time for us to go. But first, we want to let you in on what the future holds for marriages Simply.
0: The sad news is that today... This is our last episode of season one, but the good news is we'll be back with season two. Yay! Yay.
1: We'll continue to blog and provide content on our website,
0: marriageissimply.com.
1: So check that throughout the summer and keep sending us emails and social media messages about your marriage because we love to hear about you.
0: And don't forget to share us with your friends. We're going to be asking questions all summer long on Instagram that we can use on future podcasts. So help us out and keep track with our polls and questions on our Instagram stories.
1: Season two is going to provide greater content, interviews with amazing couples, and hopefully some really cool giveaways and partnerships. And lastly, thank you to all of our listeners. You're spread out all over the country and the world.
0: You guys. Marriage is Simply is listened to on three continents.
1: Merci. Danke. Mesca. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs>
1: With that being
0: said, until next time, remember, marriage is simply...
1: Something new every day. Now give me a kiss, and let's put this season to bed.